It really killed me to go up those stairs and take that card out of my wallet. Once I cut it, I'd be cutting off Saturdays at the mall. Gone would be Sam Goody and The Gap and the Hunan Palace and all the department stores. I would be cutting off a whole way of life that I loved. The condemned woman inched down the stairs. I was crying. I can't believe now that I was crying so much then, but I really was. I could hardly see. Go ahead. Daddy handed me the scissors. Cut it. We'll send the pieces back and close the accounts. I cut it. These people have never heard of a block of ice. (laughs) That's the stupidest gimmick. What, freezing your credit cards? Here's why it's bad. You can just uh, defrost that shit. Right. And the whole time, you're waiting for it to... uh... Also, your credit card is saved everywhere now. That's what's even worse. Like, if you're trying to cut back on shopping, it's saved everywhere. So... Well, canceling all your cards at once, uh, this dad just boned the, t- the family's credit score forever. Yeah, you can't do that either. Yeah. I mean, I guess there weren't credit scores yet. They hadn't. In 1980 something? Maybe there were. When did they start that? 70s? 80s? Hold on. It's relatively new ish. It was around the time women could get credit cards that they were like, you know what? Yeah, because women, what, what do women do? What's the one thing we canonically know about women? Women be shopping. Women be shopping. Yeah. (laughs) Starting this off sexist and sticking with it. Yeah. uh, Let's see. The first credit, the first FICO score, 1975 to 1989. When could women first get credit cards? Uh, When could they first get them or Mm -hmm. with a, with, with a husband's permission? (laughs) When could they first get them without a husband's permission or a co-signer or whatever? Uh, Probably the first time Macy started, uh, Department store cards? Yeah, yeah. They were like, ooh, ladies, uh, run up the credit as much as you want. You can get them. You don't need no man to tell you uh, what you can get. No, hold on. Uh, When could women get credit cards? Oh, wow. It filled in quickly. 1974. Yep. (laughs) It was the next year. (laughs) There you go. Boom. Sexist patriarchal society. Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? Talk about young adult books. <laughs> and what young adult book did we read? I have given up trying to come up with anything to say. <laughs> yeah, other that's than fine. Just fine. very clear. We talk about young adult books. That's what we do. And young adult issues like apartheid. Things like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> mm. Issues yeah. that affect Ronald teams. Reagan's America. <laughs> What book did we read for this episode? We read, can you see this? He's Credit Card Carol. Carol with an E. Mm-hmm. Who spells it like that? Well, parents who named their child after Carol Lombard. Lombard. Lombard? Well, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Not Carol Kang. No. Specifically. Hmm. The actor. Yeah. Okay. That's right. We read Credit Card Carol by Sheila Solomon Kloss. I'm going to say Kloss. It could be class, but I like Kloss better. Going so. for the big names in YA this time. Yeah. I yeah. thought the name sounded very familiar, like I had read one of her books You'd before. You'd read page four, or what else has she written? Uncivil War was another book she wrote. Um, she wrote Shooting Star, a book about Annie Oakley. Little Women Next Door, which I believe is about Lu- <laughs> Louis- Louisa May Alcott. It's not a Little Women sequel. Nobody um, Knows Me in Miami. 
Cool Ada. K-O-O-L. The Bennington Snitch. Oh, Stitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was like uh, a Bretty Sinellis kid at a fancy college who was snitching on the students Mm -hmm. about having drug parties. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I looked up some information about uh, Ms. Kloss and... She grew up in, I found like a conversation with an author type thing. And she said she grew up in Williamsburg, a slum neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York. Um, not mm. so much anymore now. That is. Yeah, that was that was a while ago, I guess. Huh? <laughs> well, she was probably born in like 1930. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what year is this book from? 1987. She did receive an MFA from the Iowa Writers Workshop. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah. CIA and, plant. <laughs> and in her 80s, she began a blog called Blogging Grandma, where she recorded her experience. In her about, eight, What? In her 80s. Yeah. She recorded her experience about being a legally blind New Yorker who rode the subways by counting stops. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, interesting. And she continued teaching until 2013 and would grade papers with a magnifying glass. Um, she taught at uh, she taught English at the Borough of Manhattan Community College. She taught there for 47 years, by the way. And Good God. Yeah, she died on March 26, 2014. Uh, her son is writer David Kloss, and he's written a few screenplays. Joshua? Anything we would know? Kiss the Girls. Adapted by uh, oh, James well, Patterson's yeah. Uh, book. Yeah. For some Des- reason, I thought you were going to say fear.com. Based on <laughs> nothing. <laughs> fear.com of all yeah. of all movies. That's the one that comes to we mind. He that. seemed like a guy that would write something that uh, wasn't direct to video, but really should have been. And starred Steven Dorff. <laughs> Is that the cyberspace sequel to Fear? Because if so, we should watch it. I know nothing. I just remember it, but I like being advertised, but I never watched it. Yeah, I saw it opening night. Really? Interesting. I was dating someone who really wanted to watch Fear.com. She said, this looks so scary. I can tell you one thing about Fear.com. It is not scary. <laughs> who was it? Because I think I was working at the theater, maybe. That was Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Ble- I'll bleep that. <laughs> uh, they perfected what Fear.com was trying to do years later with unfriended yeah yeah yeah. how could you make unfriended work in like the web 1.0 era yeah uh, i guess you couldn't i mean you could is it is it the same caliber of thriller as like the net do you remember the net the net is higher budge you know what i mean like even though everything is very i almost bought the net at the library sale tonight for a (laughs) dollar i mean why not got it yeah uh for the lulls yeah it's it's probably silly. Now I want to watch fear.com. <laughs> Just to watch watching any old internet thing is funny in the modern era to see how they yeah. were representing the internet, but by 2002, you know, they had a we had a good handle on what the internet was. We didn't have any form of so when was a uh, live journal a thing? I mean, that might have been an early form. Well, that's blogging mainly. Yeah. Right. Well, the, I don't know that this was fear.com, but there was an internet movie where if it gets this many clicks, we kill the person. You know what I mean? Like, and so you'd be watching, like, if, if this gets to two million, the hostage dies. And because people are evil, they were all looking it up. I yeah. feel like that was kick ass. 
Wasn't that like a subplot in the oh, movie? Probably yeah. Yeah. subplot of a lot of movies. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The okay, Joker so could have done Facebook, it. Though. Yeah, sorry. He also wrote Credit Desperate Card Measures. Carol has been kidnapped, and if you log into uh, uh, log into a, fear.com. A, a blog about what was the name of the blog? Uh, blogging about grandma. Blogging grandma. If blogging grandma gets gets mm-hmm. ten million uh, hits, the credit card gets it. <laughs> Um, just to round off her her son's achievements, um, desperate measures. What's that? Oh yeah. Uh, wait, there's extreme measures and there's desperate measures. One yeah. has Gene Hackman and Hugh Grant. One I think has Michael Keaton. 1998, starring Michael Keaton and Andy Garcia and Brian Cox. Huh. Hmm. Just like an action movie. Interesting. Uh, yeah. He also co-wrote in the time of butterflies, which I think was kind of like a prestige kind of. Yeah. Miramaxi kind of Oscar bait movie. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the kind of thing that I saw in the video store and just kept walking. Yeah, it's like the in like the movie in Ghost World, like the moon that drank the pool of <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, Walking Tall, The Rock. That's all I know. Oh, oh so, yeah. yeah, decent yeah. movie. Uh, it's like 82 minutes, and the credits are like 12 minutes, and it was very funny because the credits are the largest like font size I've ever seen. It's they're gigantic. Uh, they know their audience. <laughs> All right. I guess we can just dive into this book um which had some really strange themes I was not expecting, but Yeah, here's what I thought this book was going to be. Based on the cover, which is Carol is comedically trying to, well, is she struggling partially with the plastic to cut it and that's why she's biting her lip? Or is it that less so than the emotional toll it's taking on her to cut this credit card in two? I think it's the emotional toll because credit cards really aren't that hard to cut up. As they someone who's had tough. to cut them up. Uh, they can be tough. Maybe maybe in the 80s they were a more durable plastic. They yeah. made them better back then. Yeah, everything was made better in the 80s. Well, I expected this to be a comic romp about a girl who has gone from riches to rags for some reason. That's what I assumed. I mean, it had its rompish moments. <laughs> but really, it's about apartheid? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to apartheid. Um, so, Carol Warren is a varsity runner, a credit card enthusiast, um, it lives in a very upper middle class, privileged family in like a New Jersey suburban Dent, area. daughter of a dentist. That's right. Got that very dentist important. money. They're rich. Yeah. By the way, did you think that I thought that uh, she did a good, did a great job in portraying like weird? I don't want to offend anybody, but like weird um, theater parents. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You know the kind that name their kids after name the kids uh, after, after movie stars and yeah. and uh, quote. and are doing monologues around the house from Julius yes. Caesar constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- th- I mean, you have to you have to sell us on the fact that they're the kind of parents that would do what they do in the novel, and I think she does a good job with that. Yes. So one day she comes home from school, and her parents pull her aside, and they're going to have a long talk, and she thinks, "Oh wow." We're finally going to get that jacuzzi because her parents love buying shit. She talks about how their garage is just full of, of um, like, uh, hold on. How did she? Oh, our garage is packed with gadgets that once looked sensational on display in Conrad's, whatever that is, and Macy's. 
um, among the now discarded items my parents once couldn't resist are a rowing machine, a calculator, blah, 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 blah. Just all kinds of gadgets it, and A things. lot of upper middle class parents have that kind of – I mean, my parents in their attic have, I mean, like – treadmills rowing machines yeah. they have a sauna like or uh, like a, a jacuzzi up there the, the oh. mostly just unused stuff they have a jacuzzi in the attic well it's in in their home in where is it it was in their home in boston yeah like i don't know that they ever used it and it was just like sitting up there weird did it come with the house no 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 they bought it interesting yeah. Tell them that you need that jacuzzi, and then we could have jacuzzi yeah. nights on. We, Josh. we could be like Drew Carey's friends. Didn't mm-hmm. they have a jacuzzi in the backyard? Is that right, or am I just thinking the pool table? Oh, maybe they had both. They don't seem like people that would be hanging out in a jacuzzi. I think they just drank around the pool table in the backyard in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Cleveland doesn't ta- seem like a big jacuzzi place. Now that I'm <laughs> thinking it out. It's just a big rock place, you know, Cleveland rocks. Yeah. Um, but she was like, they've been talking about maybe getting a jacuzzi. So that's why they're going to sit me down. They're going to break the news that they bought um, a jacuzzi instead. And she her- also says that her parents leave her alone generally. Right. Is that when she says this? Like, like, it's not very often that they have like family conversations like this. Yeah. The only yeah. thing they, they leave her alone except for drugs and sex, drinking drugs and sex. <laughs> yes. Like most parents, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some do not care. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So her father um, cool ones. tells her that he has not been happy in his new career. Um, he's a dentist, as Joshua said. And Carol keeps hoping that he'll get to the point because she wants to go upstairs and listen to her new Dire Straits album. <laughs> <laughs> and her father says in a very theatrical way, I'm just picturing it like, I've decided to fly after the bluebird of happiness, to have my rendezvous with destiny, to chase rainbows. And my note was great, a theater family. And um, also a flower child type boomer or what? <laughs> Well, um, <sighs> she, like. he tells her that he is quitting his job. He's only going to start practicing on Sundays. And I guess it'd be like for like as an emergency dentist. Like He's the emergency call. dentist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a Sunday only dentist. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's made up. Well, well that's, you sound you sound like someone's dad in this book, like someone who does mm. has such a narrow mind, Blake. That I can't, yeah, uh, my mind's not open. also. Maybe a weird thing, but the father's dental practice is in their home. Kind of like how, really uh, like on Growing Pains, how yeah, yeah, yeah. the dad's psych, psych, like psychology practice was at their yeah. home. Oh, that's yep. really Yeah, so the weird. dental office is also Yeah, my, my therapist home. should definitely give me her home address and just <laughs> let me roll in that. there. <laughs> could you imagine? What if he effed up a filling? Like, you know where he lives. You could just go egg his car. Just saying. Whatever. Um, but anyway, he says he might be on the road and she is confused. She still doesn't know what's going on. And she's like, are you going to be a traveling salesman just because you like the way Dustin Hoffman played Willie Loman? So we're getting all wow. these references here. And her father says, no, I'm going to finally pursue my lifelong passion of acting. I'm going to quit it all. Acting, be- my dear. <laughs> <laughs> to be a professional actor, but not just any kind of actor, not the Hollywood kind, because those are sellouts. Yes, he wants to be theatrical. He wants to be on the stage. I want to be on the stage. 
But here's <laughs> here's the funny part is she says you're going to do movies and he's like no 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 I I'm going to be a serious like Shakespearean actor. I mean, I'll do commercials to make money. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, how is that selling out uh, less than being in movies? Yeah. Uh, so Carol is like, why um, did you never pursue this when you were young? And her mom corrects her and goes, younger. Yeah. Younger. How, old is he? how old is he, Jessica? He's probably younger than I am. I can't. I oh, didn't write God. down his age. I, I know exactly what his age is. And he how, is young. He's 42 he? years young. Very young. There's no reason why I was offended by literally everything that this girl said about her father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he tells her that he went into dentistry because it was expected. But there's also a health reason that he needs to pursue this job. And it's because his blood pressure is up. He's starting to have He has 10 minutes to live or 10 (laughs) weeks to live. (laughs) The doctor is like, you got to pursue your dreams, man, or else you're just going to die. If you don't become an actor immediately, you will die. (laughs) That's my prognosis. Yeah. And so then Carol. Um, How how does Carol take all this? Well, first, Carol asks if the pressure of auditions will affect his health. And his father says then that's the way I want to go. No drill in my hand, no water pick, just a script. Footlights dimming and harps rippling in the background instead of the sound of a patient gagging. I want Blake to cue the Decemberists. I was meant for the stage <laughs> right here. Well, he's, I, He certainly does have being a drama queen down pat. Yeah, I, I want to point out that Blake's eyes were doing this when you're reading that. Just kind of this, uh, it wasn't rolling his eyes, but just seemed disgusted at what was being said. It was a sideways minor, yeah, a <laughs> roll of sorts. It's a theater family. Sorry. So mom is going to go I, back I think to this work. is grounds to divorce your parents. Like the everything going on here. Like your honor. Just look uh, at them. They're, they're being, look, they're theatrical. Look at him right now. I rest my case. Look at what he's wearing. It's an ascot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Carol's mom will go back to work. Uh, Carol was like, but you like staying home. So anyway, um, which but her mom, she is incorrect about her mom yeah. doesn't want to stay home. No. And her mom reassures her. Don't worry. I used to be a crackerjack secretary back in my day. So yeah. that's always and she and oh, she wow. took a word processing course just for funsies recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So luckily she's up to speed on all the latest. She can use the uh, brother, uh, word processor. Yeah. So that's <laughs> when, uh, Carol she notices Excel a- on her spreadsheet or on her resume. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that, right? What year? What year did the Babysitters movie just do come out? How close were these? The what? The Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, wasn't was that like nineteen ninety one? Okay, so this yeah. is like four years before that job market. Okay, okay, yeah. just just trying to get my bearings. <laughs> yeah, um, Carol then notices some scissors sitting on the table. And that's when the father announces that she needs to go get her credit cards. They're going to have a credit card cutting ceremony. Did any of you have credit cards when you were a kid? Not when I was a kid. <laughs> was that what? A, that would not be allowed? Did you? No. Who, no, I, who, who I, does? I get scandalized fairly regularly when very young kids pull out a credit card and hand it to me. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. fourteen, fifteen year olds when they're mm-hmm. hanging out with like. I mean, these are theater kids. Now that I'm saying this, uh, like they'll come <laughs> from like. The, there's a theater down the store from the mm-hmm. bookstore and they'll be like hanging out and they'll just have their own credit card. And I'm like, but you're like 14. <laughs> well, they got to put their yeah. th- acting earnings on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my guess is it's just one of those preloaded things that rich parents have to teach their children about money. No, I just think they're giving me their parents card. Really? That too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think their their parents just. I think middle to upper class parents probably just because no one uses cash. Just it's easier just to give your kid a credit card. Right. Yeah, it would probably honestly just be upper class. I there was no way that my mom would have ever given me a credit card. Yeah, same. I was not allowed it, and we were upper class. My parents were too busy spending any extra money on uh, rowing machines, on (laughs) (laughs) on exercise bikes. Same with mine. Same with mine. Yeah. Are there no rules about what age can get them? It had to be 18. Yeah, you have to be 18. I thought to actually apply and get one on your own. But what, with the parents' permission, you can have a well, kid's you, card? I get stuff all the time from like Capital One that are like, hey, if you have a husband or a partner, let them give them a copy of a credit card and they can use it too. Extend your purchasing power. And I'm like, fuck no, I wouldn't give Blake Yeah, a give Blake card. your card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it to me. I'd get my we statement can't and I'd trust be like, men with credit cards. Well, how old did you say Carol is in the book? Um, I believe she's 15. So. It's not her car. It's her parents' car. Okay. Yeah. They're, All right. I'm they're doing. She's doing at the mall what I let people do when they want to buy their, uh, you know, Sarah J. Moss books. I just ring it up and don't ask questions. Sure. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she goes up and she gets her credit cards and she's just sobbing, blinded by tears. Um, and then they, she's they're, realizing... They're not presenting this well. You know what I mean? Like... They, they spring this on her, and they say things like, there's going to be a lot less money around here. <laughs> yeah. And then they tell her, oh, guess what? You're going to have to take out student loans because all that money we saved for your education, we're going to be using that to cover expenses. Yeah. Or we're not going to be able to put it much, as much aside. And that's when she realizes her brother, who attends Brown, um, she's wondering if he will have to take out student loans and ask her father if he could at least wait until she was done with high school. <laughs> and her dad says, no, after high school, there'll be college and then maybe graduate school. Oh, there's where he says, I'm 42. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, yeah. it's different. I'm 16. He's 42. Yeah. He said, it's late enough to start an acting career any later, and I'll only be good for senior citizen parts. And that's when she says, no one will hire you. Who's going to hire a short New Jersey dentist as an actor? Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, you're a fucking joke. Give me my credit card. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, Major, you're a virgin who can't drive vibes. <laughs> but saying it to your own dad. But saying it to your dad. Yeah. Nagging um, your dad. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah. 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 Her parents are really upset then because basically they tell her, like, hey, we never shit on your dreams. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously. Uh, Little I don't have any yet. I'm 16. And Carol blames them for her own I, self- selfishness. You do shit on my dreams. My <laughs> dreams are to have this credit card and go to the mall every Saturday and buy stuff. And not to take out uh, student loans when I go to college. That is a normal yeah. teenage yeah. dream. Um, and she blames their behavior for making her the monster she is because their lifestyle is what taught her to be this way. Correct. Yep. Uh, what did they expect that I'd yell whoopee at their dumb news? Maybe they really thought I was a different kind of kid, but I'm what they raised in the 1980s. Credit card Carol. <laughs> Titular line. Had to get that in. Yeah, yeah. You made me this way, old man. Yeah. You gave me everything. You can't take it away. Yeah. So she storms off into her room and then she becomes ashamed of what she said because her dad was a great actor in the local productions of Our Town and playing bogey in Play It Again, Sam. And can I say his bogey, which is much heralded in this book, absolutely is just a terrible impression, right? <laughs> oh, it has to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like anyone, 
to do the part, I don't think you need to act like Humphrey Bogart. I mean, I guess you do in Play It Again, Sam. But, like, it's just doing a terrible, terrible accent. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. that's what I would expect. Um, her brother calls to talk some sense into her and tells her to just go with it, which surprises Carol because her brother was always a snob who spent freely. Um, so um, next day at school, she's hanging out with one of her besties. She has two besties. One is um, uh, Jim Dunham. He, I wrote, very anti-apartheid, rich white kid guilt. That's my description of him. Oh, wait. Can I... Did you already say this line? <laughs> oh, what? Uh, I think she's talking to her brother. Have we talked about this yet? I skimmed over it. Okay. Well, I just want to read her put down okay. <laughs> of her father. He says, you're going to like having Franklin Jell as a dad. And she says, more like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Brutal. A short joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Short and, uh, was he a good actor? I mean, I don't know if I've no, ever seen a Mickey kind of, Rooney movie. People like Mickey Rooney. People liked Marty. <laughs> People love him in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Google it. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> great portrayal Google image there. search. Anyway. At school the next day, she's hanging out with her other bestie, um, Monique. And Monique is from a single parent household. Her mom has always got new boyfriends um, and is kind of the opposite of Carol's parents who are like straight laced. Yeah, cool. yeah. Very cool. Right. She smokes. Here's, here's uh, what I wrote down about her. Redhead, mm-hmm. and she's the only parent who likes rock music. It's true. She sounds like... Because they're only listening to show tunes in the Carol house. Yeah, and I don't know. Do you, I bet you, like, uh, her friend Jim, I bet his parents are just listening to, like, Frank Sinatra or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, do, uh, what do, like, think, Republicans in the 80s listen to? I think to? they're listening to, like, Rise of the Valkyrie. You know, just stuff like Battle Hymn <laughs> of the Republic. <laughs> Yeah, shit like that. Classics. Um, she calls uh, Carol's parents robot parents, and her mom is a floater. Hmm? Um, doesn't meddle in her business, dates glitzy guys, um, guys who they describe as handsome, smooth dressers with designer clothes, big rings on their fingers, gold neck chains, too much aftershave. Yeah, real sleek. Like, it sounds like she dates pornographers exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just hooking up with, like, gigolos you know like, yeah 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 and we don't know uh but they both girls like the current boyfriend harold um who was described as a nice tall not so handsome guy his hair was thinning with a great smile anyway the girls decide to start bringing each other lunch on alternate days and they won't tell each other what they are bringing and this is but, a way because carol doesn't have lunch money anymore yeah yeah the the this is her last day of hot lunch, which she is bitching about the entire time. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, it looks like soap suds. This sucks. By the way, I don't know about anyone else, but in my high school or elementary or junior high, if you brought your lunch, you were a rich kid. Like, yeah. poor kids ate hot lunch. Right. Uh, it doesn't make much sense, but that's how it was. Mm-hmm. I, our era. I've, I've had like a they had a Lunchable every day. I've had it a lot of different ways at different schools. So sometimes it was... Uh, the poor kids ate like bagged lunch, and then hmm. sometimes it was the opposite. Interesting. Just I always just thought it was like a because usually their moms didn't work or only worked part time, so they could yeah. prepare lunches, or they would just bring lunchables every day. I only got lunchables once a year, and it was on field trip days. A lot right. of my schools didn't have uh, cafeterias, so we all had to bring our lunch. Wow, 
What schools are you Insane. going to? Christ, small Christian schools. <laughs> not not actual uh, schools that are off the books. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, real yeah. schools. Uh, so Saturday comes, and this is when the lack of credit card really hits Carol because she actually has a couple other friends, but they're only her shopping friends, right? Yeah, they're shopping not... Saturday is not fun if you cannot shop. Exactly. And uh, she says it was a sunny, gorgeous Saturday, which made it even worse. Yeah, because you would spend that sunny, gorgeous Saturday inside (laughs) a mall. Okay. So uh, she says, pizzas or burritos or cheeseburgers day, resting your feet at a movie in the tinplex after hours of shopping day, paradise day, buying and selling our patriotic duty day. That's the way the American economy keeps rolling. So uh, she usually gets up early. I mean, I'll say this. It doesn't sound like a bad day. I mean, nope. eating eating junk in the food court, walking with a couple of bags, watching I don't know Gremlins or whatever is is playing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, some of the most memorable days of your life involved. Well, not of my <laughs> life, but like when I was younger, they were so eventful to come to Springfield and go to the mall and like eat in the food court, like you were saying, and go to Aladdin's go see Castle. the crush, and yeah, go to Aladdin's Castle, the arcade, and yeah. it was usually back to school that we would do that, because we would get like back to school clothes, it was like, it was rare, um, but it was a big deal, but she gets this every Saturday, what a, what a brat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's being taken from her, that's why it's so hard. Yeah. That's all yeah. she's known. She's used it's to this status. kind of lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she usually goes with her friends, Jean and Krista, who are her shopping fake buddies. Fake friends. Fake mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> yeah. In fact, she even says that she would never confide in them and tell them uh, anything confidentially because they make fun of everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> they even make fun of her cross-country partner, Angie, who is black. Oh, also they're racist because oh. they say things like... Um, her fuzzy hair is weird, and she says that's her natural hair. And Krista would say things like, well, she could straighten it if she wanted to look normal. Oh, my God. Yeah, bitches. Um, and then Krista, or sorry, uh, Carol says, straight hair is not normal for her. You mean normal like us. And Jean says, the majority decide what's normal. <laughs> uh, Yikes. I'm glad she dumps this, these friends. Talk about apartheid. Anyway, she lies to them and spends her day doing chores with her mom. So as the week is approaching, their parents are very excited because it's a new dawn of a new era for them. They're very hopeful. Um, they spend their time meal prepping and and calling all the fathers, calling all his clients and telling them, hey, guess what? I'm only going to be working on Sundays. And they're a little bit too enthusiastic and Carol is worried. So... I just have weird notes for this one. And I think it's, um, she is talking to Jim, her friend, and um, she tells him about what is happening with her father. And Jim is very excited about what her father is doing. And he's excited to tell um, his parents, but this worries Carol that they'll, her his parents will think she's like a, a bad example and not want their son to hang out with them anymore. Yeah, what's important here is the class distinction between his dad is pillaging South Africa, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Like, his dad is... His dad is uh, Mr. Musk. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, oh, and it's not nice. really making any uh, excuses about it, really. Like, he's just... Um, yeah. sh- uh, this is during the, like, divest movement of against the apartheid in South Africa in the 80s. Yeah. And 
his dad is like, nope, not doing any of that. This is how it works. This is how the world works, kid. So he, his dad is like Mr. Moneybag's rich guy. And yeah, a real piece of shit. Super conservative. Here's what uh, how um, Carol describes them. They're totally conservative. They think the social security system is dangerous socialism. They believe that poor people are poor because they want to be, and anyone who takes government help or food stamps is lazy. His father does good works. He sits on many charity committees and museum boards. We read about him all the time in our local newspapers. So he isn't heartless and cruel like Ralph Nickleby in Dickens' book, but he is sort of far away from real everyday life. His dad also says that um, he's afraid of yellow peril, which is a term I'd never heard in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh. Have you? I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. And it, they're talking specifically about Japan here because it's the yes. 80s. Yes. He thinks Asians are going to take over the whole world the way the Japanese and Koreans have taken over the electronics market. They've, they've just, in contemporary society, they've just moved to... Uh, they're afraid of now Mm -hmm. in perils to China. But yeah, Yeah. in the 80s, Japan was the enemy because they were very good at (laughs) in business. And they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. And so Jim, to rebel against his father, takes Chinese instead of French, (laughs) which his dad (laughs) wants him to take French. Yeah. Um, And this is when uh, Carol learns that his mother wants to hire someone for part time work, getting paid five dollars an hour for four hours a week, um, dusting these collections because his parents are rich collectors, right? His mom collects like China. They got model train sets. They've got, mm-hmm. and his dad it's like collects miniature miniatures. figures. Yeah. Yeah. Did you and, say $5 an hour, four hours a week. Yeah. So 20 bucks a week. That's good money. And whenever. The- <laughs> yeah. I mean, when movies cost like a $2, I'm just laughing at the idea of a four hour a week job. I want that. <laughs> well, I mean, we all do. Uh, what's that book called? The Four Hour the four, Work Week. <laughs> that really is. Talk yeah. about the Four Hour Work Week. Yeah. If only we could live off Living of twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Four Hour Work Week. The the goal is to exploit others and have them work for you, so you can lay on the beach. Steel labor. That's what the book says. Yeah. The very last page. <laughs> so um, the new normal as her parents look for work is just exhausting. She's now kind of a latchkey kid. Um, but, oh, the, well, the one other thing oh, is she's very concerned about her his dad finding out about her dad because yeah. that puts them out of balance in the social order because now they don't have money anymore. And she says, don't tell your dad. He won't like me. And he says... He doesn't like you much now. <laughs> but then he clarifies, he doesn't really know you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just my dumb friend, basically. Yeah. Which, true. Yeah. Why would he pay any attention? He doesn't care. Yeah. Um, so we learn that Gloria's boyfriend, the jogger, um, has convinced her to try a non-smoking period and... The girls swear together that they will never smoke or use any drug. Never. Um, they had previously pledged to not have sex until they are married after reading a lot of Judy Bloom and Norma Klein. So they made a new pledge to never do drugs. That's not they, they read that Bloom. old men book. <laughs> older men. Yeah. I don't think that's what Judy Bloom preaches at all. No. Not if you read Wifey. Yeah. Mm, that's true. That may just scare you away from sex. Yeah. Young and reading it. Um, so her mom is having problems finding a job. She's overqualified and underexperienced, but she finally does find one. She's a secretary for a big real estate firm. Um, because she has no money and is bringing her own lunch and can't buy candy bars, uh, she is losing weight and performing better for her cross-country team. 
And um, she talks to her running partner, Angie, and asks her, so what's your secret, Angie? You come to practice early, you leave late, and you work harder than anyone else. You can't want to win more than I do because that's what I want most in the world. What is it? What keeps you going when you can hardly breathe? And Angie says, uh, you may have noticed that I happen to be black. It means yeah. <laughs> I know there is no second chance. So she has to be competitive because if she doesn't get a scholarship, she doesn't get into a good school. And Carol warns her, hey. I'm about to be your competition <laughs> yeah. because I need a scholarship too because my dad is pursuing his <laughs> acting career. So, oops. And she talks to Angie about work and Angie works fast food and she's like, mm, I don't want to do that shit. So she decides to pursue this job working for Jim's parents. And in the meantime, her brother Larry, uh, going to Brown University, is making money bartending and posing new What else for is he doing? <laughs> yeah. I need this. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's enjoying this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he he took the challenge of you're going to have to work. You don't, uh, we're not going to give you stuff anymore. He's down for it. He's ripping off his clothes and yeah. standing around. He's, uh, mm -hmm. uh, he's like, hey, hey, I started bartending. It's awesome. Yeah. He made like he a, $60 in one night. Yep. It's amazing. So, uh, Monique, though, has a crisis. Um, she tells Carol that Gloria and the jogger broke up. They were fighting over cigarettes. They are having a fancy dinner at a restaurant. And Gloria at the end of the meal was like, and bring me a pack of cigarettes. How because do you feel about this? About him breaking up with her and fighting over cigarettes? Yeah. Or about how you used to be able to order cigarettes at a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's up with this? No, that used to be a thing. You could buy cigarettes anywhere. Like, you used to be able to go to a you bar. You go to the vending machine at the Ponderosa. Well, yeah, I knew they used to have vending machines. Well, you could also just go to a bar and ask them what kind of cigarettes they had. And you could mm. buy a pack at the bar. They would just sell packs behind the bar. At the Outland, yeah. I, I think Pat and Allie did it, too. I don't know when they stopped, but basically it was just a way Probably to, when the, the when smoking they band went into effect. Oh, that's yeah. true, too. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a way to really get more money out of drunks because sure. a lot yep. of times you, when you're drinking, you want to smoke. Sure, and you're like, yeah, revenue. sure, I'll pay $8 for a pack of cigarettes. So right. Yeah, just, gotcha. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and they fight over it because he's like, I just want you to live. I love you. And he he's tells, a little bit dramatic about this. A, a little. But he, like, he, I mean, he's right. No, he should let her smoke. Well, I sh I think he should encourage her not to smoke, but he goes baby mode. <laughs> and he's like, I just want your mother to live. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also says things like, avoid your mother and don't stay in the room with her. Don't let her take Open your the life. windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe this was when secondhand smoke was new and a thing that was. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying it's. I'm just saying he could have dealt with this better. Yes. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Every once in a while, you're going to slip up. After you have a good meal at an Italian restaurant and a couple glasses of wine, you know what? You might want a cigarette. He so, should have let it go, is what I think. What he should have done is let her have like one cigarette and then have been like, you should just give that pack to someone as we leave because you're not smoking, you know? Instead of throwing a fit. Yeah. He threw yeah. a fit. They break up. Uh, and uh, Monique starts dating the glitzy types again. Yeah. So anyway, it's very upsetting because they actually liked this boyfriend. Um, so Jim talks to his mom about Carol getting the cleaning job. And his mom's reaction was, but she's a professional's daughter. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. 
Not any longer. <laughs> Professional actor. So she uh, Oh, calls... I, I just generally want to complain uh-huh. about this family's finances. When he was a dentist, uh-huh. they don't seem to have ever saved a penny. If suddenly... <laughs> I mean, I guess it's obvious since they uh, are letting this girl go out and spend with the credit card every week. But they mm-hmm. don't seem to have any money left when the dad starts this. You would assume he's been thinking about it for a while and they could put mm-hmm. some money aside. Well, I think they almost have their mortgage paid off. So the house, I think, is either close to being paid off or is. I can't remember. Yeah. So at least they don't have that. At least I'll always have a roof over their head. Yeah. And now mom is working part or working for a law firm making... How much do you think secretaries made? 8K a year in uh, Probably not as much as... Uh, She's getting hourly to dust the miniatures. <laughs> Probably not, because five duck bucks an hour seems like a huge amount. Back That's then. a way above uh, or a, above minimum wage. Yeah. What the hell was minimum at that time? Probably like a dollar. when I Ugh. when I started working, minimum wage was four twenty five. Oh my god! Yeah, when my sister was working at our local grocery store, it was like three something. I mean, and I was happy to have it. Thank mm-hmm. you for the job, sir. <laughs> where's the toilet and where's the brush? I'm on my way. I wish we could go back to those days, TBH. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she calls Rhonda, who is the, um, uh, I almost said servant. Jessica. <laughs> uh, the help? I oh, oh, yeah, that's the better. What? That's better. The housekeeper. God, why couldn't I think of the term? Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> The servant. The help. She said the help. They are high. She is a hired help. Hey, person. is she helping Blake? <laughs> You're right. There's no, uh, no, nothing attached to the term the help. Continue. Uh, to be fair, I don't think. Never mind. So <laughs> she calls Rhonda, who is the housekeeper like to know the rest of for that. the Dunhams. Uh, after her, uh, what's your position on apartheid? <laughs> against it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is it is against the the good one? So, yes, yes. It, you, yeah, you don't want to be for it. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, so she calls Rhonda after practice to schedule her interview, and her shopping friends almost overhear her, and she's very worried about that. Um, and they talked to her about how they missed their shopping days. And uh, what did she miss out on this day? She missed out on the latest Police Academy movie and <laughs> some good Chinese food wow. that they ate until they burst. And that's when Carol's like, you know what? I'm just going to tell you the truth. And so that's she does. What, that's what her parents have stolen from her, though. What now? That's what her parents have stolen from her. Yeah, Police Seeing Academy Police movie. Academy, let's see. What year was this? 87. 87. She was missing. Uh, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> oh, wow. Never forget what they took from you. Yeah. yeah. That's the one where they're in the hot air balloon on the... On the, on the poster. Uh, don't worry, though. Chelsea Clinton watched them all with her dad when she had all, the flu. All six right. police academy movies. Uh, so um, tells them, hey, my dad, I just don't have the money, dudes. My dad says, pursuing his dreams, and I won't be going on Saturday shoppings with you dumb racists anymore. But unfortunately, her father is not having much luck, and he has a run-in with a homeless man who was once an actor. Uh, Do you remember the scene, Josh? When yeah, 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 he's doing. Is it Richard the Third? He's doing like a monologue on the street, and he's very good. Yeah, and yeah. and this freaks out her father because yeah. he That's... has all this talent, and he's just on the street. He's seeing his future. 
Yeah. Well, he's a little concerned and he's like, you know what? I'm going to set a time limit. And if I don't be have like paying gigs on the regular by a certain time period, then I'm just going to go back to dentistry. And the family's like, no, pursue your dreams. Here's the thing. If he, if he kept going and didn't have any paying gigs, he would have died from his high blood pressure way before he got to that point. So he shouldn't worry about that future. <laughs> and then hopefully he has life insurance and the family would be okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. They quit. They cut back on everything. Maybe that included cutting back on life insurance mm. payments. So, Bad Yeah, but knows? by this point, the family is all supportive, including mm-hmm. Credit Card Carol. Yes. Yes, she's very supportive now. Has, um, has he already talked about uh, meeting some famous actors? Um, like, it's possible that he did, and I skipped over it if you want to talk about who he met. Well, I didn't know the person who gave him the stick of gum. I didn't know that actor. Who was it? Uh, I think I've written down. Um, Jack Lemon, though, uh, offered him mm-hmm. a pencil, I think. Yep. Grumpy old man himself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Uh, he had a run-in with Jack Lemon. Marlo Thomas gave him a pen. and Oh, no, I do. Cleavon Little offered him a stick of gum. Who? Cle- he, uh, he played Sheriff Bart in Blazing Saddles. Okay. Which I looked up his career, nothing after that. Like, it was... Mm. Huh. Yeah. But they were like, did you save the save the stick of gum? No, I chewed it. Yeah. Alpha anyway, move. he feels like he's part of the scene because he's he's seeing <laughs> famous people while he is getting passed over for parts. Yes. Yes. Um, so she has an interview with Jim's mom and it goes well and she starts her new job and is very proud that she can earn her own money. Um so anyway, Gloria's new boyfriend makes Monique uncomfortable. Uh He's just not a good dude. Scumbag. Weird vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Vibes are off. Yeah. And Jim is also having a crisis. He had an argument with his father, who has a business in South Africa, and he feels guilt over his privilege when so many are unfortunate. And Carol comforts him. Um. And then I wrote, "Gets big ol' smooch." So she did reveal that sometimes they did make out. They are best friends who occasionally mm. make out. So Compliments. normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it normal? No. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I, my best friend in high school was a dude, and I never made out. No makeouts. No. I mean, I would have liked it, but. Oh boy. Didn't like me, probably. Obviously, whatever. His loss. You didn't make <laughs> the first move. That's why. Nah, that's okay. Um, I'm glad I didn't. Uh, so. Man, her father is still not having any luck, and Carol has taken over cooking responsibilities and is actually really good at it. Um, but her dad is still healthy, you know, as far as we know, no chest pains, no heightened blood pressure, despite his lack of success. And on Sundays, he spends his days hustling, doing dentist work, and he finally, finally gets a role. He is playing Bogey in an off-Broadway production of Played Against Sam because the actor and the understudy both got chicken pox. So luckily, <laughs> he wow. gets the role. And Can, This is just another financial question. Don't you feel like you could live on one day of emergency dentistry, though? I mean, I would it, think so. Dentists are so expensive. And it's emergency it's dentistry. It's an emergency dentist about, on a like, Sunday. Yeah. You, charge you can way charge more. way more. I'm not uh, saying you'd be making a lot of money, but maybe they have a lot of credit card. One death, day though. of dentistry a week is definitely more than I make <laughs> in a week. Yeah, sure. Oh, definitely more than what I make, probably. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I don't have an entire family to, well, not take care of because he's no longer doing it. He's got him out (laughs) dusting minis. That's true. Find your own food. Find your own way. Go dust some minis. Yeah. Um, So she gets to see her father perform and even takes her friends to her performance. And that chapter ends with her saying, Woody Allen is a genius, (laughs) which I'm sure Josh. Fact check. True. (laughs) Which I had no idea uh, of his uh, association with played against Sam. I had to look it up. He wrote it. He wrote it. Oh, I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So also stars in the movie, right? I think so. Yeah. I haven't seen it in like 20 years. Uh, when I looked it up, I think it said that he was also in the movie. So. He plays Bogey? Sure. <laughs> Who played Bogey in it? Josh, you can look it up. You're our movie guy. You're our IMDb That's right. looker-upper. I mean, my phone's right here. I could just do it, but... Jerry Lacey as Humphrey Bogart. Should I know who that is? Nope. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say that her brother, Larry, his name is Lawrence after Lawrence Olivier. I forgot to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, So at school, some activist students set up an anti-apartheid table, and they're collecting signatures for a petition and donations. And this is the most excited that Carol has seen Jim in a long time. He basically lives at the table. Um Monique, though, is very upset because Gloria says she's going to marry her new boyfriend and Monique cannot stand him, doesn't find him trustworthy. And also, he's always blasting the TV when she's trying to study. And he's described as a Sylvester Stallone type with, quote, honest to God sideburns. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, So, um... Loud Carol, TV though. guy. Loud yeah. TV guy. Sucks. You don't, yeah. you don't want your mom to be engaged to a guy who has come over, made himself at home. What is he watching on TV that's so annoying? Wasn't it just bowling or sports or something? Yeah, but it was like a specific annoying sport. I think bowling's pretty annoying. No, bowling is a very silly thing to be watching. So, you know what else I think is silly? Golf. Who the fuck wants <laughs> to watch that shit? I had a roommate in college who'd like to watch golf. This is a very boring thing to watch. It is. I think almost all sports are boring to watch, except for probably basketball and football. Yep. Baseball is boring to watch on TV, too, I think. The high contact ones. Obviously, they're going to be more fun to watch. People getting hurt. Nobody gets hurt in golf. Yeah, I I guess I can't find it, but I remember it being something that was, I was annoyed by it. Let's say it's rugby. (laughs) You think they get rugby in 1987? One of the three channels. It's lacrosse. Um, so uh, Carol's like, hey, why don't you just be reasonable and ask him to turn it down? This does not go well. So Carol's suggestion is to propose that Gloria postpone the wedding until June because June is the month for brides. Um, this works. The wedding is postponed and the fiance is angry and he purposely ruins an essay that Monique wrote for class about her mother by spilling beer on it. And she had to stay up Ooh. all night and rewrite this essay. So, yeah. He it, was, it, it was wrestling. I'm sorry. It was wrestling. Oh, okay. It said wrestling is basketball or wrestling or Hill Street Blues. <laughs> <laughs> All great things to be watching. <laughs> Not as annoying as like all stuff from Black Flag's TV party, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the Dunham's house, though, things are getting worse. Jim, in protest of his privilege, is walking around in dirty, raggedy clothes, not eating much, has lost a lot of weight, and then he shaves his head. Uh, 
All his beautiful blonde curls. I can't remember what his hair Dad is like. Dad takes but... it very well. <laughs> yeah, he says, right. lie to your mother about why you did that. Has <laughs> 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 your mother seen it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, while Carol is working, she hears them arguing one day. Um, Jim has decided to quit cello lessons because he doesn't want to have an expensive habit. And he sold his cello for $1,500 and then donated that money to an anti-apartheid charity. He doesn't um, want dad's dirty money. Because I think his dad is like, I'll write you a check. And he's like, I don't want your money, dad. I don't want dad. it, man. Yeah. yeah, we don't want your dirty blood emerald money. Right. I don't know what his dad does. I'm just going to say it's that. Um, and he eventually Elon Musk, with this was the this was the other path you could have taken. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the rebellious path. Yeah. The cool anti-apartheid path. Yeah. But instead, your dad loves you. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh he does eventually agree to get new clothes and shoes uh for his mother's sake yeah um, tell your mother you lost a bet or something that's what he says <laughs> yeah and yeah. him and his dad kind of have this uh the the dad kind of gives another you just don't get how the world works kind of thing mm -hmm. and he says quote it's our private tragedy <laughs> that, oh, that God. basically that the dad is saying, I am never going to change. You know what I mean? Like, this is how I am. And I'm not going to be it. It's not going to be good enough for you because I'm going to stick with the way the world works. And he he tries to uh, uh, say, hey, there's some other there's some white people in South Africa who are against apartheid that think that we shouldn't divest. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to keep investing. His dad sucks. Yeah, anyway. his dad sucks. <laughs> so, uh, Monique... He would rather have money than the love of his son. Typical I mean, stuff. We see and that is our time. private tragedy, son. No, you're a shitty father, dad. I prefer the theatrical father, even if he is an embarrassment. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, know, he's going... Yeah, I'm bogey, see? Or whatever. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good, Josh. You could play bogey <laughs> in a local production of Play It Again, Sam. I Just would saying. like to play the Woody Allen part, but doing the classic guy just doing a god-awful Woody Allen that anytime he casts like Leonardo DiCaprio or Eisenberg or whoever... They just do the right. <laughs> the nebbish yep, that's <laughs> impression exactly that's it. just mm -hmm. humiliating for them. Does Zach Braff ever? No, probably oh. not. In in a Woody Allen movie? I'm guessing no. I don't think so. That could have happened though. You know what I mean? Like if Zach Braff had been a little bit. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, that that should have happened. <laughs> Honestly, Jason <sighs> Biggs. That's who I was trying to think of. Jason Biggs. Uh. He should have had the Woody Allen career, or he should no, have been he, cast he, as. He, in a he Woody was Allen in a Woody movie. Allen movie. That's who oh. I was thinking of when I was thinking like early two thousands young guy, what not movie a very good in? actor. It's the one with uh, Christina Ricci. Where on the anything else? Maybe I forget the name of it. But he's like carrying a heart. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up. The last Woody Allen movie I remember seeing was Midnight in Paris. Um, but before that, That's it the was the last one that anyone saw, basically. But before that, it was uh, the Scarlett Johansson tennis one. Match point. Match point. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I was right. OK. Bad movie. What year was that? 2003. So yeah, I don't even remember. Right around the time of Garden State. 
do not remember it. Um, Post, so back to Monique. So Woody Allen watched American Pie and was like, I need to cast I this guy as me. That's me. The guy fucking the pie? He could, he could be my surrogate. Yep. Okay, anyway. So uh, back to Monique. Um, the new boyfriend. Doing sex crimes? I'll, I'll cut myself out. Jason Biggs does a sex crime in, in American Pie. They all do in American Pie. Every That's single true. male in that movie does a sex crime. So. That's true. Uh, not. I can't remember the name of the guy that I was going to try to defend. Rookie of the Year guy? No, I hate that guy in real life. So. Uh, <laughs> in real life. Uh, who uh, else was in that movie? Stifler? No, Stifler. the other guy. The guy that Chris Klein? No, the other, other, other guy. The guy, the forgettable guy who's in love with Stifler's mom. The nerd? Oh, they're all nerds except Chris Klein. Well, the big nerd. The other guy. Yeah, the big nerd, like the little guy. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I I know who the guy who has sex with Stifler's mom. (laughs) Yeah, the nerd, the big, big nerd, the little, little shrimpy dude. Right? I don't know that he's shrimpy. The most nerdy of them. Well, now we just have to watch the scene where they all toast each other. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I'll so, show you which one. Okay. <laughs> I need to see that gif right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm craving that gif. I know. <laughs> um, you know, I've only seen American Pie like once or twice. The exact number of times you need to watch it is once. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen it more than twice, I don't think. Yeah. I'd, Why would I? Oh, I've probably seen it. Five times. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I just thought it was gross, even in nineteen ninety nine. Of course, it's gross. It always was. I meant like rapey gross. Yeah, it. Of course, it is. But no one said that. Everyone loved it. It's true. Every yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. were decided to allow mm-hmm. a rape in broad daylight <clears throat> in nineteen ninety nine or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 99. So uh, back to Monique, uh, the new boyfriend. Guess what? He left, and he also takes money that he borrowed. <laughs> he from took Gloria. the TV with him, <laughs> turned up all the way as he walked out. <laughs> uh, so the money that he took was supposed to be a loan. It was for three thousand dollars, and it was Monique's college fund. Can you imagine having a college fund that was just three thousand dollars, and that's it? Like, damn. Now that would maybe pay for a semester at a local at state. A shitty. Maybe. Uh, I don't maybe. think so. Just classes at a bad school. That will get you one class. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about, like, can you imagine how much college is going to cost when my nieces try to go? Like, if, if something is not done, like, it's just going to be impossible for anyone to attend any kind yeah, of university. If, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to tell them just to work at fucking Starbucks or some shit. <laughs> it's going to be unionized soon. They're going to be okay. I don't, I don't fucking know, but there's just no way it's unaffordable now as it is. So imagine what it will be like in 10 years if we don't have any kind of like subsidized college education. Kids don't plan on growing up. Don't get your hopes up. Oh yeah, that's true. Don't plan on it. Cause in about five years, I'm pretty sure the world's going to be unrecognizable. You ain't ain't growing up. It's true. Sorry guys. Um, Some inspiring words from Auntie Jess. <laughs> well, you, you'll never grow old. All right, love you. Bye. My sister did say like, something. Hey guys, it's like cocoon. You'll never grow old. <laughs> my sister did say something though uh, when she was uh, deciding she was going to pay for this Killers concert, which is almost two hundred dollars a ticket, right? Which is worth insane. every penny. Take the fucking. Where Killers? is it at? It's like in the Sprint Center or something. Yeah, it's in an amphitheater, and I think it's in St. Louis. It's like not an amphitheater, but it's in an arena, yeah. and it's in St. Louis. Um, and she was like, you know what? I don't think there's going to be much for them in 10 years. So I'm no, going to try to give them what Damn. I can now. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Take them to see the Smashing Pumpkins. 
<laughs> hey, might as well. Are you going to that show? You know, I keep walking by the the poster in in when I walk into work every day, looking at Billy Corgan wearing that funny hat, and I'm thinking. I should go to that concert. <laughs> you know what? We should take a bunch of Eds and make Blake drive it, us to that concert. I will, I will not. <laughs> this is the one that's coming to Lake of the Ozarks for some weird reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So strange. And then we can all go swimming afterwards. We can do some night swimming. It could be a very 90s night. We can do uh, the crimes that happen in Ozark, whatever they are. Laundering money yeah. and doing meth? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, Let's do meth and go, and go see the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> and then Blake, make Blake drive us because he loves doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, Monique comes home from school to find her mom unresponsive in bed. This is very unlike her mom. Her mom's a very active, gregarious person. Does not uh, typically OD. Does not typically OD. It's not normal for her. She calls Carol and Carol's like, uh, call the jogger and the jogger come and he's like, uh, call an ambulance. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Jesus. you people? Um, she accidentally you found your mom od'd and yeah. your first instinct is i need call to call bestie. credit card carol and ask what to do uh so um she had overdosed on sleeping pills and after the jogger saves her life they reunite so our book concludes with a family conference uh called what do we do next her brother is so into his role of uh poor kid now that he hitchhikes from brown to get home um but the the main reason is is because played again sam is over father is unemployed again but the family all agree that he should continue to pursue his dreams even credit card carol so look at that we did this in almost uh, just an hour was this a short book that yeah it's pretty short okay no that's Yeah, that's not normal. We get through that it's, fast. It's got usually more conflict, and it's books. one of those books also where uh, at the end of a chapter, if it's on a certain page oh, and you turn it, the it. next page is blank. Love you're, the clean, you're knocking the out cleanliness two of that. pages. Exactly, beautiful. For there being this conflict in the book, there's not that much adversity. Like, oh, I have to make my own lunch. She decides day one. Hey, this is kind of fun. Me and my friend are having a competition to make who's. can make the best sandwich every day this Mm -hmm. is way better than school lunch yeah like everything that happens ends up being a blessing to her yeah even the brothers enjoying hanging dong you know for art students yeah 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 Yeah. uh she likes working she feels like a sense of accomplishment whenever she makes her 20 dollars dusting china and miniatures yeah uh and she also doesn't have to hang out with her racist shitty friends who shop now so yeah She's the really... mom enjoys not being stuck at home with uh, no one. Her kids yeah. are gone. One is always <laughs> yeah, shopping yeah, yeah. and one's at college. So I wonder if her mom was a lot like my one of my best friends in high school. Her mom was addicted to QVC and was so addicted mm. that like the QVC, that that rectangle where the price and the oh description of the item no. is, was, it, burned it was burned into in. the TV. Yeah. Like awesome. they had one of those big projection TVs. I don't know. Uh but yeah, her dad was fucking pissed. But like if a, if the movie, if something you're watching just suddenly went to black, uh, you would see the QVC like that's, screen. This was before they started doing slight animations on uh, on bugs. In the industry, they call them bug in the corner so that you wouldn't get burn-ins. Ah. Mm. I wonder how many TVs had like CNN shit burned in on the bottom. Fox News. Stuff. Like a lot of them still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can go to yeah. a lot of Mima's houses and <laughs> there's... 
They still have those Tuckers, TVs too. Meemaw's. Tucker's entire face, <laughs> just just burned. doing the uh, face. <laughs> Jess was referencing that face tonight. I can't do it very good. I try, yeah. but yeah, because I was. I don't know why I was talking about his face. Because you saw something in a video game I was playing, and you're like, that character's face. Is oh yeah, like the character Tucker's. it was doing the Carlson, and I thought it was funny. It didn't look like Tucker. <laughs> it but did okay. to me. <laughs> he had that open mouth idiot look on his face. So. Yeah, yeah. That Tucker the, has. The other thing is, uh, the mother is probably much happier, just in general, that she doesn't have a husband who comes home and hates his life. You know, in addition to getting to go to work, you're not home all day, and then you have a guy that comes home who fucking hates being a dentist and feels like his life, his goals have been squelched by capitalism. I mean, I think most of us feel that way. But I wish I could just be a Sunday emergency technical writer so I could yeah. pursue yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my dreams of... Um, we should all be actors. Well, I need to figure out what my dreams are. Yeah, that's Acting. the hard part. Yeah. Uh, probably writing. I want to be a writer. Uh, a writer. You should be an actor. <laughs> and, a pod- and a podcaster. Professional writer slash podcaster. I shall be a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is This guy... Is literally doing the Tobias, which is why it's yep. so great. Yep. Yeah, that's, um, that's actually what I pictured every time her dad spoke. But they're I mean, ripped, ripped from Arrested Development, plagiarized. Uh, Tobias's marriage is so horribly dysfunctional, and this is a more optimistic view of that, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, you know, the, the mom gets to make friends because she's out of the house, you know? I mean, there are some good things about work, even though work sucks. And one thing is meeting people. Work sucks. So, <laughs> meeting people that you can bitch about how much you hate your job with. And uh, that is, it's I'm sure I've said this before, one of my least favorite things about working by myself is I wish I worked with three other people, uh, four other people. Two really good people, one person who fucking sucks. So <laughs> the other three of us about the can complain sucks. about the person who sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you never fire them because you got to have no, them around you, to you complain about No, deep down them. you like having an idiot around to be like, can you believe this guy did this? Can you believe this guy put the his broom through the wall, making a hole in the wall, and is now pretending that it's his penis and is having sex with the wall? Was this something did? No, it was the thing this kid did. Oh, I knew it was something at the theater, but I wait, thought maybe it was. Wait, wait. Made the hole again. Yeah. I'm going to have to bleep some things, but I, I think. Kept making the hole, and it was driving and they were, the yeah. management insane. They were like, we're so, going to fire whoever's doing yes. this. And when they're not looking, it's <laughs> just like. <laughs> That's actually a good bit. I mean. No, it was a good bit, but I was like. Yeah, no. It, if they had found out it was him, he might have gotten written up. He he probably got someone fired over the hole in the wall. <laughs> I forget. Probably. Just ruining lives. Ruining teenage lives yep. forever. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. What a good pal. But that's why Josh got three cats. So he could play out this little... Yeah, I have two good ones and one shitty one. And I complain. Yes. The other three of us are like, fuck this little guy. Yep. Fuck you, Pushkin. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I Did I tell you this already? When I was recording with Tom the other night, he... He started peeing, well, just like inches from me. Oh, my God. Just on the ground? No, so he's on still the, just, just on the pissing sofa. wherever. He hasn't done oh, it God. in a while, uh, but I had a plastic bag on the on the sofa. Oh, yeah. Cats like Ugh. like plastic bags and shit. They're yeah. weird. They like to... Like, they like to pee on them. Yeah. 
Yeah, you gotta gotta keep that shit up off the ground. So I had to be like, wait, I'll be right back. <laughs> That's going in the episode. Let's so, wrap this sorry, one up. Sorry, sorry. We'll get record time here. Okay, so Goodreads. This book has eight reviews. <laughs> Obviously, Dang, very popular. Um, it's got a three point seven five. I think so. We brought that down. <laughs> Not bad. I didn't give it a bad review. But did it bring down a 3.75? My review? Yeah. Mm. Do you have four I stars? It, I gave it four. Oh, okay. I then honestly I it would down. be, I would say like 3.5. Uh, but Goodreads doesn't let you do that. So I, I, if I'm feeling terrible, I'll round up. If I'm not, I'll round down. So I guess I was, because it had some moments that made me laugh. And I, even though it was kind of a weird book, I liked the, uh, the portrayal of uh, conservatives as evil. I like that. So that's good. I think we need to indoctrinate our children very young. Um, we need to associate the the right with apartheid more often. <laughs> we, we've stopped doing that, and I think we need to start again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight ratings and one community review. Wow. The reason I chose this book was because one of the accounts I follow on the Are You There Pod account posted this book and i thought the picture was too good so that's the it's a good oh, cover okay art. i was wondering how we how why this why is this happening yeah <laughs> that's why it happened sometimes i, okay. I just totally base my I did wonder where my you books pulled that on the cover from. yeah so um i'm gonna give it 3.5 hooves i found it enjoyable and kind of funny and i like the message of pursuing your dreams and supporting your family as they try to make their life better and more enjoyable and yeah, apartheid's bad. So this is a very good book. <laughs> These are the messages. Yes. Okay. What did Josh rate it? Uh, three. Three hooves. It's fine. Breezy went along. Uh, good messages uh, like apartheid's bad. Woody Allen's a genius. Uh, don't let your girl smoke. Grab it out of her hand. Break it in two. Um, yeah. Decent book. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay, so right. to wrap it up, our next book will be Little Girl Lost. It's a... Ooh, finally. It's Drew Barrymore's... Oh, this one. Okay. <laughs> Drew Barrymore's biography written along with Todd Gold. Uh, I'm about halfway through it. Um, Emilio Estevez is kind of gross. I'm just going to say it. But it's all about we her know. early years as a party. You're telling me someone in the Sheen family... Mm-hmm. Is gross. Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. He might be the the best Sheen, though. <laughs> Probably least problematic, maybe. They didn't make it. Did they make a documentary or anything out of this one? No. Oh, that would have been. I cool. think that Drew wants everyone to forget about this book existing. It's only Probably. been in print once. Uh, wow. Either I think the first print run, like hardback and paperback, and that's it. Um, Was it hard to get a hold of? I set an alert for this a long time ago for a friend and found it for like 35 bucks and let them know. But sometimes if you go online, you can find like hardbacks for like, I don't know, 60, $70. That's a lot of fucking if the, money for if, this little book. If the paperback is like in pristine condition, it's, it can be worth more. Mine, my, you know, it's a little mass market, so it's been read. It's been loved. Still but yeah, 30- I think this is something that Barrymore just maybe doesn't want anyone to, uh, to read. <laughs> She's got her, uh, her new vibes now, you know? She's not a little lost girl anymore. Producer director mode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk show host, right? Well, really? On yeah, Apple? what's she been up to? I 
Doesn't she have a talk show on Apple? Did not know that. Oh, Apple. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Or at least she did. Probably had some quibby shit. I don't know what probably people had do. Everybody <laughs> yeah, probably, everyone, probably everyone had, had a quibby for a, quibby a while. Show, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be reading that. And hopefully uh, we'll have a special guest. Um, Katie, a.k.a. The Haunted Drew Outfit. Barrymore herself is coming <laughs> on, down, too. Drew. <laughs> Drew Barrymore will be on. Uh, and Emilio Estevez, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, defend your crimes, sir. Yeah. Um, uh, Katie, the haunted outfit, will hopefully be joining us. She's about so. to join the five timers club, maybe if she hasn't already. <laughs> yeah. But this time, hopefully, we'll be recording in person. So you have to come over here, Josh. We don't have to do this oh, yes. the Skype crap. Have to. I get to do this from my couch without leaving the house. It's great. <laughs> But when we have uh, guests who are in town, you should get, come over. We and get hang. good energy. Did uh, you know that Drew Barrymore reportedly convinced Cardi B to try veganism? I'm just on her Wikipedia did, page. I was trying. She, I'll say. I'll save the Barrymore facts. Yeah. I was trying uh, to see what yeah. the last movie she was in. What was it? Uh, I can't find her filmography. <laughs> well, we'll find out if Cardi B stuck with it next time. And we'll get more. Or maybe not, because I think this book ends when she's like 14 and out of rehab for the fifth time well, or whatever. We'll have so. Josh bring more Barry, Barry facts. Okay. Yeah. Josh, you're in charge of Barry facts. So. Okay. Trivia. All right. Okay. I guess that's all we got. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Elon Musk hasn't bought it yet, so that's cool. Um, yeah, our buddy Mark Zuckerberg owns it. We love him. Zuck's not putting it up for sale. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Are You There Pod. We talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Twice the episodes, folks. That's right. Our next movie will be Poison Ivy, which Joshua swears we've Hell already done, yeah. but we we've have done not it. done. That is the movie version of Little Girl Lost. It's right? true. It's true. It is. Okay. So, um, got to do both. I'm beginning to think I my memory does not work well. Hey, join the club. It's okay. I think maybe, maybe. It was just a hallucination in my mind. <laughs> well, but also, did. I think we did it. So We did it. But uh, I don't remember any podcast I've ever done. It's okay. Sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, oh, I don't remember talking about this at all. It's and all, when I go to edit, it's all like brand new. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blake, what is the name of the book we just discussed? Do you know? Can you tell me? Uh, well... Okay, this I do know that one. <laughs> okay, not, well, if I ask you two weeks from now, will you be able to tell me? Prob- probably not. What is the last book we did? The last book? Uh, it was a long time ago. Though. Was it the Mormon book? Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> Wait, it's not. Uh. Wait, it was not the Mormon book. I did we have a guest? Can... Was it a Zodiac Club? Oh uh, no. What was it? Oh, okay. I had to scroll back on my Goodreads. Oh God! Uh, did I like it? I think we did. Yeah, we liked it. Oh, I know it. I know because I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. That's how I like watched the movie. It's a movie. We, wa- oh, we watched. Oh, the girl, movie. girl, yeah, girl. It was yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Damn. 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 Okay. <laughs> hey, we got there. We got there. And before that, though, was the Mormon book. Was the Mormon book. Green. Okay. Yeah. Our most popular episode ever. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? Oh, okay. No, I haven't looked. <laughs> I was I was hoping for that Harvey bump, but I'm still waiting for that. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> Until next bye. time. See you later, horse girls. <laughs> <laughs>